Well, hey guys, it is so good to be with you this morning. Um, my name is JT. I'm the associate pastor here at Vineyard Church, Delaware County. Um, like Andrew said, we are starting a new series uh, this week that I am very excited about. Um, last year sometime, uh, Michael, our lead pastor, approached some of the pastors here on staff and, and said he had this idea. And it was kind of this idea that was just real loose. Um, there wasn't a lot of meat on it, but he just was talking about how he was reading in scripture about how every seven years God would ask um, the Israelites to let the ground rest. And he said there's something that just resonated with his soul when he read that and felt like maybe our church was being invited into a season of rest at some point. And, and I remember when he said that, there's something um, that I just instantly felt like, oh, that feels like that's from the Lord. Um, and I know another, a, a number of the people on staff felt a, a, a really similar thing. And so we began to kind of kick around this idea of what that could look like. Um, and we were talking about, hey, this summer, let's have a season of rest. And we would kind of discuss like, well, what would we, what would, what would that mean? Would we shut down some events? Would we clear out our schedules? And, and so we had these ideas, but it never really felt like it fully uh, formed into like, this is exactly what we're going to do. Um, but we, we were planning, we, we, we thought God wants us to do this. So we were planning on doing it this summer. And it seemed like the world had other plans. Um, as, as you're very aware, we are in the middle of a global pandemic, which um, rest for many of us is being thrust on us. We don't really have a choice in the matter. And so we just kind of felt like, wow, maybe, maybe God is asking us to, to begin this season of rest before we were planning on doing it. And, and I understand that, that, um, we're all coming about this pandemic. We're all viewing it in different ways. And, and for some of us, it is extremely restful. Like there's plenty of free time. And then for others, uh, we recognize that you are working overtime, trying to get your work done at home. And you're, you're becoming uh, a teacher as well, teaching your kids at home. And there is just a lot to do for some of us. But I do believe that God is offering each and every one of us an opportunity to step into something new and fresh this season. A couple weeks ago, I was spending some time with the Lord and I got this sense that the Lord was asking me a question that as I've talked to a number of people, it feels like a number of you feel like he's been asking you a similar question. But the question for me was, JT, at the end of this you know, this season, at the end of this pandemic, do you want to look back and say, um, I watched a lot of Netflix or I played on, you know, Instagram a lot? Or, or would you want to say that I grew? Would you want to say that you are closer to me than you were at the beginning? And, and my answer was, of course, Jesus, I want, I want to be closer to you. And I felt really clearly him say, then, then we have some work to do. And I got to be honest with you guys, the, the work that God has been doing in my heart has been a hard work. He's been poking at things and, and touching on things that, that have been there for a long time. And, and it's, it's, it's difficult. 
but I believe the Lord is inviting me and I, I feel like he's inviting you into a new season where we learn how to rest in him, where we learn how to trust him, where we learn to be in his presence in a way that we've never known how to before. And so I don't know what you're going through right now, but I know the Lord is inviting you into this season. And so over the next number of weeks, we are going to be looking at rest. And when we talk about rest, we don't just mean not doing stuff. We're not talking about just, you know, purely eliminating, uh, you know, stuff from our lives. Um, the, the rest that we're talking about is a supernatural rest that only God can provide. See, I believe that inside each and every one of us, there is an unrest, that we can, we can seek uh, a rest in all kinds of things, including eliminating things from our schedules, but it won't bring the rest that we truly need. That is only found in the person of Jesus. So over the next number of weeks, we're going to be looking at what does it mean to rest and looking at different aspects of, of rest and how we can do it and what it will look like practically in our lives. So why don't we pray? We're going to jump in and look at a story about two men who are learning how to rest in a time where they, very similar to what we're going through now, where they were just filled with questions and wondering what's going to happen next. And so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to look at Luke chapter 24, uh, verse 13 through 35. So Holy Spirit, would you come and be with us? Lord, we just say we need your rest. Lord, I speak into every living room, every kitchen, every, every place that people are gathered right now, and we just pray that your presence would be thick in that room. We ask you to speak to us in your name. Amen. All right, so Luke chapter 24, 13 through 35. I'm going to kind of paraphrase the first half of it, and then we're going to jump in and see what the, the actual text says. But basically, there's these two disciples, um, and, and this is right after Jesus uh, raises from the dead. The women come to the tomb. He's not there. They have this interaction with this angel, where, where the angel's like, why are you looking for the living among the dead? And so we're, we're kind of piggybacking right off of what Michael talked about last week. And so this is beginning to spread. All of these, uh, you know, rumors are, are beginning to spread that the, the body is missing and Jesus is, is gone. And, and some are saying he rose from the dead and others are like someone stole the body. Um, and it's just beginning to spread. And so these two guys are walking to this, this village called Emmaus and they're talking about this and, and, and they're wondering what, what's going on. And what does this mean for us? I mean, we've devoted our lives to this, to this man. And now, now what does this mean? What's, what's going to happen next? And so they begin to talk about this. And then Jesus shows up. And something, I, I've always wondered how this happens, but somehow they don't recognize him. Somehow there's like a veil or, or he looks different in his resurrected body, but they don't recognize that it's Jesus. That it's Jesus. And he asks him a question. He says, what are you guys talking about? 
And, and they're like, haven't you heard the things that are going on? And Jesus kind of doubles down. I love this. He says, what things? Um, and they're like, what do you mean? What things? Are you the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard the news? Like Jesus was, was crucified and now his body is gone. And people are saying that he, he rose from the dead. This is crazy. And we don't know what to do. And so, so Jesus you know, I love that he asked them, what are you, what are you, what are you guys talking about? You know, what's bothering you? What things are you, are you, are you, are you worried about? And I don't think he's asking this question because he's confused. I don't think he's asking this question because he doesn't know the answer. I think he's asking this question because he knows the answer. I have found in my life, and I see that Jesus does this all the time in scripture, that Jesus asks us the question, what is it that you need? What is it that's bothering you? What is it that you're worried about? And not because he doesn't know, but because he wants us to be able to verbalize. And so he asks them. And so I just want to encourage you guys, if Jesus is asking these people, what is it that's wrong? He wants to ask you the same thing. So whatever you're going through, Jesus is asking you right now to tell me what is it that you're struggling with? What is it that you're wondering about? Maybe you're wondering how long this is going to last. Maybe, maybe you're wondering, am I going to have a job at the end of this? Or, or, or are my plans going to, going to pan out the way that I hoped? You know, about a week ago, I had this moment with God where he asked me this very question. And, and right when this all started, I kind of jumped into like fix it mode. That's kind of my MO of, of I like will say, okay, what needs to be done? Let's go buy canned goods. And let's, what, what do we need to do at the church? And how do we film this? And, and, and this is the kind of stuff I was thinking about. And then all of a sudden, God came to me in this really sweet moment and said, like, how are you doing? And, and to be honest with you, I hadn't really given it much thought. And, and if you know me, you know that I am not a super emotional guy. Um, I wish I was. Sometimes I, I, I think my wife wishes I was sometimes too. But sometimes I feel a little disconnected with how I'm feeling. And it took me a minute to, to ask myself, how am I feeling? And when I began to kind of process this thing that I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what this is going to mean for you know, my mom. I'm afraid that my only, my, my only child daughter is lonely and that she's not going to be able to be with friends. And I'm afraid that these plans I have to, to do this, this church plant, that they're not going to work out. And I'm afraid. And, and I began to weep. I began to cry. I was on a walk. And I imagine people walking by thought I was losing my mind. And, and maybe I was, but I just felt like the Lord was inviting me to begin expressing, I don't know what's happening. I'm confused. I'm wondering what is going on. And I know many of you guys, just as an aside, have, have, have been asking, what are my plans for, for Cleveland? And, 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 you know, Laura and I, we are super, super excited about planting this church. And we feel like nothing has changed in our hearts regarding that. We, we didn't get into this thing of planting a church in Cleveland because we thought it was a smart business idea. 
or we, we were doing this money-making scheme. We got into it because we know that people in that area need Jesus. And if anything, this pandemic is making it more apparent how much people need Jesus more. So we are full steam ahead going forward in our plans for Cleveland. We don't know if how long this this quarantine is going to last, but it might push back things a couple months or something, but we are, we're still moving forward. But we are full of wondering, Jesus, where are you? What are you doing? Why is this happening? And as I talk with you guys, I know many of you are wondering the same things in your life. You're wondering, is the person I love going to be okay? Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it being uh, alone in my apartment this long? Or what does this mean for, you know, prom? Or what does this mean for graduation? Um, but I think Jesus is inviting us to express that to him. It's called a lament. And I think it's something that God really wants us to do, to go to him and say, God, this is frustrating. In fact, I was reading the book of Lamentations, and I encourage you to read it. The, the first chapter is eerie, how similar it feels to what we're going right now. It's talking about how empty the streets are, and, and I'll, I'll let you read that. But God is inviting us to come talk to him and listen to what Jesus says back to him. He talks to him and says, hey, um, don't you know that this stuff was supposed to happen? Don't you know that this stuff was supposed to happen? And starting in verse 27, he says, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if they were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. And so he went in with, to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, this is one of my favorite verses in all of scripture. It says, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scripture to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. And then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. You know, oftentimes I think about this story and I've always thought, I wish I could have been there to hear Jesus go through scripture and say, let me tell you guys how all of scripture is really about me. Let me show you guys how it all points to me. So this beautiful thing that happens when we are, go to Jesus and are wondering, when we go to Jesus and are questioning, when we go to Jesus in our struggles, he doesn't come and say, well, let me, let me tell you what you need to do next always. He doesn't say, here's how things are going to pan out. But what he does is he walks with us. He comes and, and engages us in our questions. He engages us in our wondering. He engages us in our suffering. See, I wish I could promise you right now that you will have a job at the end of this. I wish I could promise you that you are not going to get the coronavirus, but I, I just can't. But what I can promise you is that Jesus 
wants to walk with you in whatever you're going through. And this beautiful thing happens is when we walk with Jesus and we invite him into those places of wondering, he begins to lift up our, our eyes and, and point us to, don't, don't you see that it's all about me? All of scripture is about me. All of the good things, every good and perfect gift comes from him. And we begin to, to take our eyes off of the questions and off of the wondering and off of the, but how is this and why is this? And we begin to, to, to be fixated on how beautiful he is. How wonderful he is. How amazing he is. See, I love this story. These two men who started off wondering ended the story full of wonder of how wonderful Jesus was and said, were our hearts burning inside? See, Jesus asks us the question, what is it that you're wondering about? What is it that you're struggling with? And when we invite him into those things, he does the hard work. He lifts our eyes and says, let me show you how I'm in this. Let me show you. He might not give you every answer you're looking for, but I promise you, if you invite him in, he will help you see him more clearly. And so for you right now, I believe there's an invitation to do that. There's a struggle. If you're like me, this is a struggle. This is a tension. Depending on the day, some days I'm doing great and I'm like, God, we're, we're good today, right? And then the next day I'm like, everything's falling apart. This is the apocalypse. And but one thing I'm committed to do is saying, Jesus, help me fix my eyes more on you and invite him into my fear because I know his perfect love casts out all fear. So maybe you're, you're struggling with your finances. Maybe you're struggling with fear. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's loneliness. Maybe it's the unknown. But Jesus is inviting you to go from your wondering, to rest in that, to rest in the wonder of who he is. So why don't we do this? I just want to take a moment and invite Jesus into that, those places. And this might be awkward. We're going to take a moment and be, be quiet and invite the Lord. And we're going to just see if maybe he has something specific to say to us right now in this moment. And so let's just wait. I'm going to say a prayer why don't you join me? I'm going to open my hands. Um, there's nothing magical about opening our hands, but sometimes when we do that with our physical bodies, when we say we're open, um, our souls kind of uh, line up with that and our hearts line up with that. So, so Holy Spirit, we just say we are open to you. And Jesus, we invite you to walk with us in our wondering, in our questions.
Um, I'm hoping that the Lord is meeting with you where you are. I had a few things that I felt like the Lord's, I kind of feel like a televangelist right now because I'm speaking and, but, never mind. Um, a few things. I, f I felt like the Lord said, there's someone who you are really afraid that you have the coronavirus and you have a sore throat. And when you wake up in the morning, you're terrified. And so in the name of Jesus, we speak freedom over you. We break the power of fear. In the name of Jesus. Um, there's another person, or there's, there's a couple. Um, I've, I just got a sense that, that you guys got into a huge fight last night. And the word divorce came up. And I just want to, I just want to speak new life in your marriage. And I, I want to speak love, that you guys would learn to love each other the way that you need to be loved. And Holy Spirit, would you come? And I just encourage these people to get the help that they need. There be strength, strength to love one another, strength to get the help they need. Um, and, and third, and this one is, is not really going out on a limb, but um, just I feel like the Lord just wants us to pray for loneliness right now. And so um, if, you are, if you are feeling lonely, can you just open your hands? And I'll, I'm, and I'll open my hands. I'm feeling lonely in this time. So Lord, we just, um, we just ask you to come meet us in our loneliness. Would you be with us? Whatever you're struggling with, I just encourage you, um, if there's someone around you who can pray for you, ask for prayer. You can reach out to us at the church, email us, send us messages on Facebook, reach out. We'd love to be able to be there for you. Um, and if you know we're doing a, a weekly prayer time as a staff, we'd love to pray for you. You can send any prayer request you have to info at vcdc.org. Um, but just as we end here, I, just a couple things. Uh, Michael's going to lead us in one last song, and I just encourage you to worship, invite the Holy Spirit to come. And then Andrew is going to come back um, and give us some details on a really cool resource that we have as a church for you during this season of rest.